0: Hi, friend, and welcome to the Temple Care Podcast. This is a place where we take a faith-based approach to mental and physical health. I am your host, Erica Pizzo. I have two very special guests on today. They have been friends of mine for a while, um, and I'm just so blessed that they're here today, Matt and Leah. Um, Thank you guys for coming on. I just can't wait to hear from you today. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Erica. So... Leah and I have been friends for a while, and then I met Matt when they got married. Well, right before they got married, kind of. Um, But I've just gotten to know him over the years, too. And I just, I love you both. I love what you're doing. Um, They are licensed marriage and family therapists. They have started a nonprofit called Open Table. We're going to hear a little bit about that today. Um, I'm super excited because I have always wanted to have therapists on the podcast because a lot of people have been wanting this and been um, seeking out, like, wisdom in this area. And I think it's a little bit tricky for Christians sometimes Knowing which way to go. Um, So I just can't wait to kind of dive into some stuff here. But um, tell us, like, a little bit first of all, your story, how you guys got into this. Um, Just share it a little bit for whoever's listening.
1: We had different paths to becoming therapists. Um, So we, we, you know, I I was actually an English major and then realized I, I loved stories, but I wanted to be able to help people in the midst of that. And so being able to hear people's stories and then also be part of their story to help mm-hmm. them um, mm-hmm. and help their mental health was a huge part of why I got into it. Um, and then for you, yeah.
2: and I I uh, went into uh, law and was working in, in family law specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that field, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of stories, there's a lot of, um, relational hurt. And what I found over time was I wanted to be helpful and that wasn't the place that I found that I could be most helpful. Mm-hmm. So that slowly uh, transitioned me into, okay, I like sitting with people and talking through what's going on, Yeah. but then I don't like the alternative of, well, we'll go to court and fight about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked more of the idea of sitting with both people in the room and saying, let's try to resolve this before it gets really bad. And that's what brought me into marriage and family therapy.
0: I
1: love that. Yeah. And then we ended up at the same counseling center, um, which was a Christian nonprofit counseling center Mm -hmm. um, with when we were in our training together. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we met. And as far as our, you know, story, the short version, you know, that we, we were just friends for a while before we were dating um worked together for about 4 years before we started dating and just got to know each other and um in the midst of our stuff we just had the opportunity to to work through that before dating and so then by the time we started dating and we got engaged and we got married um we that was that was our story and we were in, we were in a good place. And so two therapists being together,
0: (laughs) I love it. No, I'm
1: really helpful, you know, but also it's, it's been good to people to work through that together um, in a really beautiful way.
0: Yeah. And I've grown so much just like listening to both of you and how you talk to each other and how you communicate. Like, it's just grown me because I think, you know, you guys have so many tools and like things that you've gone through in in helping others and so it's cool to see that play out in your own marriage i know leah all the conversations we've had i've just been like oh this is just it's so inspiring <laughs> to me um but matt i know i wanted to talk about i know you're working on a dissertation right now about attachment styles specifically um and i haven't really talked about this on the podcast before or really i don't know much myself so i would love for you to kind of just give an overview of what attachment styles are Um, And just kind of tell us like the biggest thing maybe you've learned from studying this.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Attachment, it kind of attachment styles come out of attachment theory is the kind of the bigger concept. Um, And there's been a lot of research. It's been applied a lot of places. There's a lot of books. Everybody has their own kind of take on it. Um, From what I've seen, you can kind of boil it down to four categories of, attachment and attachment meaning <clears throat> uh your your connection relationally to other um intimate relationships so okay. um, romantic relationships very close friendships not your co-worker not you know but the, the more the the closer ones that really impact you emotionally so when we're talking about those types of relationships there's kind of four approaches that we see one is Um, it's, 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 uh, called one of the, one of the labels for it is called disorganized. And it's just kind of like, I'm not really sure what to do. Mm. And sometimes I do this. Sometimes I do that. It kind of is just all over the place. It's hard to predict. Um, another one is, uh, it was called avoidant attachment, which is if there's conflict, there's intense emotions, things get difficult, like they do in every close relationship. Yeah. The avoidant style is I'm going to back up.
0: Hmm.
2: I'm going to step away. I'm going to cool down. I'm going to, um, be less, uh, present in the, in the moment. Um, there, so there's more strategy to it as far as what that looks like and more details, but that's kind of the basic is I back up Okay. Uh, and then avoidant attachment is kind of the opposite, right? Like, so there's a conflict, there's intense emotions, uh, uh the, uh, anxious style steps in oh, okay. and it leans it harder. Okay. Um, uh, and so then the the last one is secure, and secure tends to kind of hold their ground, and they can kind of lean, okay. based on what they need to do. So the secure is kind of like flexible and can do both, and then the avoidant and the anxious are, they kind of have one strategy. They can't really do the other one. They kind of only go one way or the other. I see. Um, and so you really what you're looking for is that secure attachment, which is flexible. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I need to lean in. We're in conflict. There's intense emotions. I need to press in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I need to give space and and lean back. Um, And so the styles are what you, if you have a locked in pattern, the styles kind of identify that pattern
0: okay okay that's wow it's really cool to hear all this and i can pretty much clearly identify which one i am um <laughs> but it's funny because like when you get into a relationship with someone who pulls away from conflict but then the other person is the one that pours in that's a tough i've been in that because i'm the one that pulls away but i i've been in friendships and relationships with people that are like no let's deal with this right now and they want to go at it um, and that just makes me want to retreat more. So um, that's so interesting. So to hear all that. So talk about like what you're actually getting into with your dissertation. Like what is the meat of what you're going
2: through? Yeah, so the, the, I'm looking at those attachment styles and I'm comparing them to um, another concept that has four different categories of how parents look at their, and think about their child's emotions. Okay. And so it's, they're, they're similar concepts, but they're different. And and really the core of what I'm I'm exploring is the value of uh, an adult, whether they're a parent or not, but I, I am focused more on parenting, mm-hmm. the, the, the adult knowing where they come from, their particular view of emotion, their particular reaction to emotion mm-hmm. um, before they try to interact in a healthy way. Mm. And so it's trying to really put together... What are the pieces that would help someone know this is where I come from yeah. before I try to interact with someone else? Yeah. And the value of this is what I bring. This is my stance. This is my um, tendency. Mm-hmm. And then once we know, once we kind of have a sense of that's me, then it kind of cr- starts to create space for someone else might do it different. Mm-hmm. My child might do this different. My spouse might do this different. And so if I can hold on to me as not everyone does it the way I do it because I've never thought about this, Yeah. but if I really see, oh, this is my pattern, this is my way, mm-hmm. not everyone does it that way. It creates space for meeting in the middle and and more uh, resolution, more repair because we can see each other better.
0: Yeah, that that is really good. I, I know I'm just thinking through all the times where I've, as a parent, have put my own way that i view life on my kids assuming that they're many me's walking around or they're many my husbands and they're not they're their own unique creation by the lord so it's like really good I th- i've had to do that a lot too in my own therapy work talking through that and saying um help me separate like myself from my kid as not they're who i am so I think that's so valuable and that's so hard to do in the moment when you're faced with a conflict with your kid or something and you're just like, you're feeling emotions, they're feeling emotions. Like, what is your advice? Maybe Leah, you could chip in on this. Like, what do you do? Or what do you advise people when they're feeling that, but they're trying to make the separation of like, no, this is how I handle it. And they're their own person. Like what would you say for them to stop and like, maybe pray or realize or like what is what is a step that you could take there
1: well I and in you on the on the clinical side in your research you could definitely speak to that on on my side from from just what I've seen clinically and then even in myself it I can speak to I've had I have a lot of moments where it I need to pause and understand where where I am, right? Like where, where am I in this conversation? Where am I, where are my emotions in this? What just came up in me? What is this bringing up in me from my past and my parents? And in therapy, you know, that's like the joke that a lot of people say is like when they go to therapy and it's, you know, the parents are always worried when their kids go to therapy because they're like, oh, everything's going to be blamed on me. But the reality is more like our, our parental relationships form us. That's mm-hmm. our first template for relating to people. Yeah. And so to be able to pause and for me, definitely prayer being a part of that, of God show me where I am, like, you know, me deeper than I know myself. And Mm -hmm. so if I'm trying to understand what's coming up in me right now in this conversation or in this interaction, Mm -hmm. God help me move through this and understand myself better so that I can be better in relationship with other people in my marriage. Um, we, you know, just had a baby. He's almost three months old. Mm. <laughs> and I know I will need that. You know, I've already yeah. needed it, but I need that even more, you know, when relating to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I know it's like, reminds me of the verse, just search me and know me and know my heart. Oh God. Like just that is something we need to bring to relationships and parenting and just before we react with our kids and, Mm -hmm. um, I just love that so okay you brought up something that I just had a conversation with my friends this week and I just said I don't want them to end up in a therapy office their whole life like what, how do I not <laughs> screw this up like and I think I echo kind of like the feeling of a lot of moms that I've talked to that are just I led mom's groups for like I don't know five years and I think a lot of us were sitting there and just saying we do not want to screw up our kids like how do we do this right um And I just, I guess, Matt, do you have any advice, like in all the study that you've gone through with this, um, especially specifically with parenting, just like how can we lean into the Lord in this and not like fall prey to fear that our kids will just end up in a therapy office one day and and just being afraid of that, you know?
2: That's a great question. Uh, I think it's a super relevant question for every parent. Um, My my thought would be. Pursuing your own healing. Mm. Because the more you experience that, the more you believe it's real. Mm. And then the fear of my child not being perfect and having wounds, which will happen whether it's you or someone else, this right. world, no one gets out unscathed. Right. So it's not about not hurting our kids. It's about how much faith and belief do we have that they can heal from where they got hurt, whether it's me or someone else. Mm. So I would say the best way that I can believe in their healing is to see how much God has healed me and walked me through my journey. Yeah. And then it's just, it's there for you. You can find it, Mm -hmm. go to therapy, go to church, Mm -hmm. go to, you know, your friend's house, whatever it is, find it. It's there. I found it. I've seen it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. And I think, yeah, like I've also talked to these same friends that I was saying the same thing that. Thing just being you know pouring out my heart like I don't want them to end up like but also just like if they did come to me one day and say I really think I want therapy I would be like yes like I've seen <laughs> so much growth from that like I'm 100% on board with that you know but um it is humbling as a parent I think because you want to do the right thing so badly you want to do the right thing before the Lord before them you know and it's just and I think sometimes we have these moments in parenting where we're just like, oh, I messed up, you know, and, and how do we not like stay in that cycle of shame with that? Like, what is your advice for that to just not to get up and let the Lord lead us in the next step and to not stay in shame?
2: Yeah, I'd say um, related to what I was saying about pursuing health, pursuing healing and like yeah. believing that that's real. Um <clears throat> I think for me personally, there's value in identifying when, when a thought or a feeling is, is just not true. It's just not from God. And Mm. and I put shame in that category Yeah. and just, just saying no to that. And then, and then orienting myself to what is true. Mm. Thank you that, thank you, God, that you gave me this child, that this was, this was something you blessed and said was good. Mm -hmm. And that. Whatever type of a parent I am, you you are the the model for me. Mm. So there's grace, there's forgiveness, there's redemption. Mm-hmm. I think again, the more we're oriented towards believing in our own healing, we can believe in healing for our kids. Mm-hmm. And then, God, I I turn to you as the model for me. Yeah, how do I do it better? How do I do it different? That that template's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to get it perfect, but we can always reorient to. There is a good template, there is a good model, there is a good father. And we can say, How would you do this? Hmm.
1: And and part of that is being able to grieve with God that we live in a broken world. And so I've even even with Callan being, you know, two, three months old, it hmm. it has broken my heart that he's going to experience pain in this world. That he's already experienced pain in this world, I was cutting his nails and I've injured him already, (laughs) but he's, but he's going to experience emotional pain and he's going to experience, um, hurt and he's going to experience shame. Um, and so to, to grieve that with God, knowing that that hurts God's heart too, that he'll be experiencing those things. Um, I know that God is my heavenly father that can comfort me in that. And, and like a parent would be able to say like, I know that's hard and Mm -hmm. I, you know, and that he's going to help me through it and that he's going to, he's going to give me the strength to do the best as I can that I can, as I open myself up to him and allow him to lead my parenting. Um, but being able to grieve that reality too, of like, Oh, I know one day he's going to be like, my mom was not perfect in this category. And that's so hard for me because I don't I want know. that to exist. Yeah. And so to know that it will, cause I'm not perfect, um, is I, I need God. I need God to speak into that for me and to be able to, to speak love over me as I speak love over him.
0: Hmm. That's so powerful. Um, as far as like you guys starting, um, just this really amazing nonprofit together. Um, can you talk a little bit about like what that's been like growing into that role? Um, and just how you've seen the Lord in it. I would just love to hear that.
2: Uh, it it's, I mean, it's, it's similar to parenting in a less intense way of you don't know what you don't know. You you don't know what you're really getting into until you're in it. Um, And so the, the opportunity for, for my, um, my faith to grow my trust in God to grow that I am, I am not, um, sufficient for this. Like I, I don't have what it takes to do this well. Um, but if I hang on to him and say, you've put me here and I'm just gonna walk each step that you're you're putting in front of me. Mm. Um, it, it hasn't failed yet. It hasn't. You know, it's it doesn't it doesn't protect me from pain or from um, uh, every every risk. Um, it feels like it's really lining up with parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But but it but and yet we haven't failed. And yet things haven't haven't um, fallen apart. So yeah, it's been a, a incredibly enriching journey for me uh, and I just have been so oriented to the process, not the result, right? I don't have a, a business plan and goal of what we do. It's just, if what we're doing today, I want that to be done the way God would do it. Mm. Uh, When when I wake up tomorrow, I want tomorrow to be done the way God would do it. Um, and just kind of limiting my focus to that has been, um, surprisingly freeing And, and also just I don't have any regrets if if it all ended tomorrow. I'm so glad the way I did it. Hmm.
1: Um, And and that's been what's so neat, because Matt was talking about his vision for the organization and conversations he had been having with people even before we were dating, like when we were just coworkers and friends. Um, And then to see so much of that come to fruition where the main focus is God is the CEO. God's the head of the organization. We look to him for our decisions. Um, we don't do things alone and mm-hmm. so to to step into a role where based on you know what I would expect or the world standards of I need to do everything perfect I need to work my way up and be in this leadership role where everything's on me um, mm-hmm. and um, and just be the most efficient person I can or the the my flaws were so immediately evident <laughs> when we started the organization because me being you know how I've been which is okay I can just focus and just be a therapist with this person you know, but all of this like admin stuff you know I'm I'm more um I don't know how to describe myself I am I am more people oriented I'm more people oriented <laughs> um it, it it's been so good for me because I think in another setting I would have been like, well, you know what, that's just not my thing. I'm more people oriented and I'm not going to do any of the nitty gritty logistics day to day admin mm. building stuff. And for God to call me into that um, and to say, no, 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 I'm not bound by what I'm just saying you know like how I am and I'm not doing that alone you know so to be able to have the whole model for the organization to be to be we do things together we're not alone Mm. we're praying for each other we're pouring into each other we're in each other's lives and in the mess of each other's lives and um all of the things that God's calling us into Mm. so um it's been it's been pretty incredible to and and hard and good to be able to step into all that God has for each of us and that, but it's been, it's been a challenge. It's
0: been good. Yeah. I love, it's so good to see, I think, especially for people listening who kind of feel like I'm not using my gifts and where I'm at. I'm not, um, you know, like, am I really living out in the calling God has for my life? And, um, I think it's just important to remember that part of the calling too, is also doing things that are outside of our comfort zone. And it's not always being sure of what we're doing. And it's about following the Lord. It's about depending on him step after step. And um, it's just really amazing to me to see how you guys have blossomed into this and just how you are following the Lord. And that's pretty rare. I think we see a lot of people nowadays who are going ahead of the Lord because they want to do things quickly and on their timetable and not listening to him. But um, something I've seen in both of you has just been a blessing to me is that you really do listen to him and let him take the lead. Um, so that is huge. And just, I just want to thank you guys for coming on today. Before we close, I wanted to give you guys the opportunity. Matt, for his dissertation, is doing these attachment styles. He needs survey responses for this. So I'm going to be one of the survey responses, and we're going to put the link below for you guys if you want to participate. But by doing this, it's just a few minutes of your time. You're helping him Um, really continue in his work for the Lord and to do what he's been called to do. And so we're going to put that link for you guys below. If you have a few minutes, please participate in that. Um, Any closing thoughts from you guys? Any any advice you want to give to parents out there? I know there's a lot of parents listening right now that are like, oh, this is so good. I know I'm soaking this up in my heart. But um, anything you want to close with there?
2: I think something that I'm thinking about a conversation Leah and I had with another couple um just a, a few months ago, maybe, and they, they were asking us questions about being therapists and having kids and and how we thought about that. And and I think I I just it, it wasn't something I had thought about, but as I was responding to the question, I said something along the lines of like, I, I expect my kids to I don't think I said go to therapy, but to mm. that that Leah and I with our training, with our experience, would not have everything our kid needs. Mm. By definition, um, we have what we we have and we can bring that, you know, in a good way, or we can bring it in a less good way, less effective way. Mm. But I just start from the assumption that I don't have everything my child needs. And so having other, other adults that are trusted, that mm-hmm. are, you know, loving on my child mm-hmm. supportive um, other relationships for me and for 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 my child. Um, I, I think that's a piece that gets left out a lot and it leaves parents feeling more um, incapable because they're trying to do something that they're they're just not, I don't believe re- realistically able to do, which is take care of all my kids' needs. And so, just speaking they to that, other people, people. Yeah. yeah. just opening that up, um, which can be uncomfortable. It's not quite how our society really works all the time. But um, I think the alternative is we just constantly feel inadequate mm. because we see the lack. We see that they don't have everything and we're like, I'm supposed to do that. So I, I think there's value in just speaking to we we're not supposed to have everything our kids needs. We're supposed to be the primary connector, the primary attachment, primary protector. Um, but they they need other relationships. So it needs to be spread around. They need to see that there's more than one or two people in my life that love me, that can offer mm-hmm. good things to me. Um, so that's that's what's coming to mind for me.
1: Mm-hmm. And to, just to to be able to know that my, my kids are loved by God, my kids are going to be experiencing hurt in this world, and God knows how to care for them, and I get to have a role in being able to get them that care that they need, whether from me or from them being able to get care from other people.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so good. I, well, thank you guys. Thank you so much for coming on today and just um, sharing your wisdom because I know that it's been a breath of fresh air for me um, in the throes of parenting. So thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you. Thank you, thank you
0: Erica. All right, friends, we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us.